Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest Perkins and Will Design Director of Interior and Design Principal Brent Capron. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Welcome to our extra special Pride Extravaganza. Each day we're going to bring you new interviews and new artists and new Mm -hmm. people. Super excited about that. Today we have an extra special guest. We have Brent Capron, the Director of Interior and Design Principal uh, for Perkins & Will New York. Super excited to get to talk to Brent, but before we do that... What's been going on? How is your Pride Month going? Pride Month's okay. I got a question for you. How do you live with all this food here at Perkins and Will? Like the snacks and the candy bowl? It's a dangerous game. And I <clears> have, it's good. Yeah, I have to like actively... It's a setup. And y'all got That's cookies? That's how I felt when I worked at Love and Hip Hop. I was right next to the kitchen. And I was like, this is a setup. Right. Like, y'all don't care about my body. Cool. No, yeah. they don't. No, we do a really good job of like providing like healthier options. That's great. You know, we'll, we'll But we'll if you put, eat too much of something healthy, what does oh, that no, 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 fully, Some fully chips better. and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, chips are there. You know, you have to have a, a variety of things. That's really good because a lot of, you know, a lot of people, like you were saying, like, they don't have that in their offices. I think the last time that I had something that I could, you know, enjoy like that was when I worked at the Princeton Club. They would always provide lunch. Mm. And so you could go down there and eat lunch. And Oh, right, yeah. yeah when I worked was, at Jean-Georges. Jean-Georges there, too. Um, Pre-shift meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a gamble as to whether it <laughs> yeah. or not. Yeah. But and if you usually... got in with the chef, I don't know if you did actually at Jean-Georges, but if you got in with, because of Mercer, Kimba, love you, when I got in good with the chef, I could just go to them and be like, I didn't really like what was on Family Meal. Can you make me something? They'd be like, what you want? Chicken sandwich? I'm like, yeah. So they made me chicken sandwich fries. I wasn't like that, but every now and then, like, for my birthday, I would definitely be able to, like, order off the menu. And yeah. they would fix me, like, something. And, like, if they had extra stuff, like, especially the um, the dessert, mm-hmm. they would bring in stuff. Like, hey, we have this extra, like, I don't know, mousse, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> bring it on in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it a got it. Right. Thank, thank, Give it thank you very much. Shut the door on the way out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's... Nobody needs to see this. <laughs> right. Nobody see what I'm about to do. <laughs> but that that's so great. And being here in this space feels so energetic. I cannot wait to speak to Brent. Yeah. Yeah. So let's bring him on. Let's bring yeah. it on. Right, let's let's get, get started. And we'll be right back, guys, with Brent Capron. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Y'all, I'm super excited about today's interview. We are live from the Perkins & Will New York studio, where we are joined by Brent Capron, the design director of interior and design principal, for in front of a very large <laughs> the the audience. <laughs> No, no. Wait, we giving cars? No. Oh, okay, okay. So, Brent, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. And happy, happy Pride. Pride. There we go. It is. It's, it's a very happy occasion because we are happy to finally be with people in person. We've been doing Zoom interviews all through COVID, mm-hmm. and so you're our first in person, so we are honored to be having and being in front of you today. Great. That's fantastic. So, Brent, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So I'm sure people have asked you this so many times. What was the first thing you remember when you were younger that made you say, I want to be a designer. What was that? 
Well, there's probably several things. I mean, even when, you know, drawing little house sections as a little four-year-old in crayon, right? You know, just being fascinated with the environment, you know, switching the throw pillows on your mama's sofa, right? Yeah, just like, there's all these little things that come together and just being fascinated with the built environment, you know, and and other buildings and and growing up in the suburbs and just being fascinated by different styles of houses as you walk by, I think. It all kind of, they're little bits and moments here and there, I think. I would say, and that never won, never one thing. Nice, nice. So, yeah. when you say the suburbs, where exactly did you right. grow up? Yes. Uh, I grew up in Colorado, in the western suburbs of oh, Denver. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I love Denver. I've been there several times. <laughs> I can't really say what I love about Denver, but I can tell you that it's great. <laughs> HR, HR, is right. But I love things about Denver. Denver's great. It's a great place to go. We should visit. So, um, a little birdie told me that you are a trained opera singer. Well, not opera. I tried trained when I was younger, when I, up until I was 18. Um, okay. But uh, music's always been a part of my life. Uh, you know, my grandmother was the organist of the church, right? And so all the all my aunts, aunts and uncles played instruments. Mm-hmm. We all sang in choir, at choir as a kid. And then so, like, I, just, I was just into it in high school. And okay. I had a voice coach and thought, but I always, architecture was always my first passion. So. Okay. Um, even though I did continue music throughout college, I th- uh, it, plus it's because it's nice to have a creative outlet that's not what you do primarily too, kind of to balance yeah. out what you do. But um, yeah, music has definitely been a part of my life. Okay, I was like, I'm an opera singer too. So well, there we go. I was like, I feel you on that. So um, that's awesome. Do you ever still perform? Uh, I not enough and not outside of karaoke as of late, right? But <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with karaoke. Listen, there's a lot of things wrong with karaoke if you can't sing. Yeah. Listen, that's the beauty that's of the karaoke. Beauty of karaoke. No, it's because like, you there's get no, no judgment. Because sometimes you get in karaoke, people are like, oh, you can't, do, and I hate that. So <laughs> there's both, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You get those people. There's rally, rally crowd. No, but there's one time in my life where I got a chance, like it was an architecture job. I was just kind of wanting to, you know, free my head. And a friend of mine who was a uh, Composer had written a was workshopping an opera up at the Mount Tremker up in the up, upstate, and so I took a week off and did a, a small role as kind of a take on the Scarlet Letter, modern terms, and I was the constable. But it was oh. uh, other than that, I other than that, I've never done it professionally. It's always just a it's a it's the thing I do passionately. Well, live today you will be saying no, right. So I wanted to performing for the first time. No. <laughs> letting them all hear you. Had you ever wanted like considered? Doing it professionally or like no, no? Okay. it was okay. Oh, so like, like, See, this is the route I should have probably taken. <laughs> and my mom was like, "Are you sure you want to be a theater major?" It's like, "Yes, I'm a part of that, mom." <laughs> what it should have been was I should have gone to school for I don't know anything, literally anything. <laughs> oh my god! What? And then been an actor, you know, as a side project, as a passion project. Well, listen, you tried it and. You can still do it. If you, I tried you, it. You say it there like you go. left this world. Right. <laughs> you can still do it. You're an artistic supporter. Right. Yeah. What is it? If you can't be an uh, athlete, be an athlete supporter. Right. right. <laughs> so with the rise of COVID and everything that has happened and everybody shut down, so like what exactly, like what about design changed when all of this happened, when all this hit? How did you have to pivot? Or did anything happen? Or did anything change? Well, I think the biggest and most obvious is just how we communicate and and how we design, right? Just Mm -hmm. like you, everything went digital. And it's so... 
you know, client, everyone just had to get a little bit more comfortable communicating not only, you know, what we're sketching or what we're designing and how we're, you know, what we're designing, we have to show renderings and materials and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so just how you, you learn how to better photograph and how to do hand <laughs> sketch with your touch screen and how to, um, how you can actually send your samples wherever they need to go. So people can look at them in person, sure. yeah. you know? And so I think, and people have learned new, new techniques from that, that they've kept with them. And then some things never change. Like it really taking yeah. the advantage of having, especially with what we do and you really have to, you know, some, a, Photograph may be worth a thousand words, but you can't, you never test the, like the sheen or the, the color and it never quite looks right when you photograph it. So you really need to see it in person. So yeah. I think that's stayed the same, but like, um, again, and just finding out like certain meetings you just don't need to have and certain, mm. and uh, in an email. That could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or how, or I don't think yeah, yeah. we'll give that up because how we've been able to like, you know, um, a multitask, right? right? You know, you can mm -hmm. email during a meeting if you're not being that part of it at that time. And, uh, but it's also the importance of, um, really recognizing just like we are today, how important and powerful it is to be in person at the same time to get your ideas across things like that. So mm. I think what changed was that it, it's just how we communicate and, and be much more comfortable being um, flexible with time, being virtual and having, um, being able to communicate email and via Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Cause these two to this day are still working from home. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, so, that's why I'm here. Uh, so a question, going back to baby Brent for a second when you were younger. I'm going to call you baby Brent. Because uh, Adam was just saying how, you know, his wishes would listen to his parents, you know. Did your parents support you from the beginning with your ideas of wanting to be a designer? And who did you feel you got the biggest encouragement from growing up? Oh, geez. I, I'm very fortunate to have very great parents for artistic people because, mm -hmm. or people, I have my one brother, right? But it's, um, the, I think one of the best things you can do for, as parents to support creative people in some ways is to give them space, you mm -hmm. know, and always say yes kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, and I decide to, you know, pull plywood out of the garage and spray paint something in the backyard or whatever it is, yeah. you know, like I think just, just the freedom to say yes or, you know, even as, you know, as a young gay kid when I wanted to go do dance, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, not not questioning that and not saying, you know, what, what it is. And so I think it, they, they supported by just always just, you know, asking and saying, you know, seeing what I need and giving me space, I think is the biggest support in that. I agree, I agree. I think yeah. that so many young people nowadays, they have, there's so many more things you can do. I mean, you can literally, some people have became a millionaire off TikTok, you know, and different uh, programs. And I think that as long as parents continue to support and encourage whatever your child's path may be, I think that's good. So you were blessed in having that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because right now, especially with all these anti-trans bills and just all the hate that's Don't say there. gay. Don't say gay, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's just... It's always nice to hear a story of like, oh, I had supportive parents and, you know, they pushed me to do whatever I wanted to do. And so, so many of the uh, arts in the schools have been defunded. Like they have been. Yeah. They're always the first from, cut. They're always the first cut. And I'm like, I can think of many other things that need to be defunded, but this is a different podcast for a different day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what does being a queer designer mean to you? Like, how do you incorporate that or do you incorporate that into? Well, it's interesting. I don't know that I, you know, in some ways I don't because when I, in, in some meaning, uh, I, I've never worded it like this until recently, but I really always felt like I've been you know, almost like designed inclusively and that goes the other way as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't think that, um, I've never had a moment where 
queer designing was any different than right. any other designing, right? It's design, right. it's space, it's right. experience, it's it's when you go around. It's really mostly just about, um, and I've been fortunate to, and fortunately design itself is a very gay-friendly career, right? So yeah. there's, there's very seldom do you run into situations where you're meant to feel uncomfortable or whatnot. And really it's just because when you're social that people even have an opportunity to actually know you're know you're gay because it's really it's 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 who you're with and who you're choosing to live your life with that, that right. matters but professionally i've been i would say very inclusive in, in my designing you're designing for everything yeah. if that matters if that yeah. counts right no, no, no. Yeah, no, i think it's important i think a lot of times you know we have to put like the the label on this because i think we fought so much to exist and to be human beings and i understand though in your case it's like you don't have to necessarily do that but it is mm. good for people to know and i think inspiring for other little boys and girls who want to grow up to be a designer that you know you can be inclusive and be who you are so i think that's important yeah mm. i think what it is it, what's more interesting to me is how it's even as of late raised uh it's simple basic questions yeah. about like how often do we even need to be binary, right? It's, right. And especially sure. someone thought that it was biological, so even, you know, restrooms had been binary for forever, right? right. And so no, we're even asking that question, how can you, and how can you do an inclusive experience yeah. even there, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that has been, you know, some of the minor parts of changing of, you know, how we think about design and, and who we're designing for, I think, has been one of the more interesting things in the past yeah. 10, 15 it's, years. It's interesting you bring up the restroom um, talk because, people are having so many questions about why are we making it where anyone can enter the restroom? It's like you think about so many things before it was talked about where it was by, like anyone could just walk in. I mean, the restroom, like I think about going to a gas station, it's like you have one restroom, more than likely. You, you, walk, in, yeah. you, you walk in and now they're like, oh, it's a problem. It's like you, you're you only making it a problem to cause a problem. Like it, Absolutely. it's mm -hmm. always been that way. So it's interesting. Like Air, said, airplanes, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand the obsession with it. Like having to have like separate everything. Yeah, know? people are just trying to do their business and move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's literally that's it's like, it. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. So it is pride season, as you know. Um, what does pride mean to you, Brent? I know that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, no, I mean, pride, pride from the beginning has meant just like um, uh, being heard, having a voice. Uh, being recognized, right? It's, it's what it means to me, and I think that's that's overall, you know, like when the Pride Festivals even started up, it was really just because the injustices or the imbalance in the system that had been happening so for so long, people were just sick and tired of it, right? And they started mm -hmm. to fight back and have a voice to make sure that they had equal standing, equal rights to live in the way they wanted to. So pride to me always means it's, it's just awareness of how we're, we're still not quite there, you know, it's awareness of, of you know, because you say, why do you have to identify a certain time? Mm -hmm. When, why are you separating? Well, you're separating to, to, to give voice to things that still aren't equal, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's, so I think it's pride is most powerful. Yes, there's the fun aspect of pride, but pride's yeah. most uh, powerful on when it just comes from you know presence. We are here. Who is here? And what is our voice? And and how could we get as much equal standing in society as everyone else to live mm -hmm. a full and happy life? There you go. Yeah. How do you feel about? Um, the controversy with companies like really, really pushing pride for like just the month of June and then mm -hmm. they rip those flags down as soon as July 1st comes. Yeah. Do you think like, it, you know, as long as they're celebrating, it's fine? Or do you think that needs to be a bigger conversation? I think it always needs to be a big conversation. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's systematic to any issue you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, 
as long as you know it's it's good that companies are making awareness it's it it makes you comfortable that you can at least count on that and say well you said you you said you said it mattered so it gives mm -hmm. you that leverage and that platform by which to speak to it but just like anything else you just need to make sure they're not I know we used to say greenwashing for sustainability of rainbow washing. I don't know what you yeah, call it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just you need to, like anything else, you just need to make sure you're holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. Accountability. Accountability. <laughs> um, so this is a really interesting question. I was seeing a bunch of talk about this online, about the design of buildings. With Obviously, we've had a lot of shootings and attacks and things happen recently, and most recently in Uvalde, obviously the Pulse Massacre. In design, would you think that that's going to change for people and how they design buildings? I know that's not an answer to what we need, which is gun control, absolutely. But do you think that that's going to go into your design of buildings coming up and soon? Well, it has, and, and you know, gun violence is not new, and right. this has been a you know, it it does come up in interesting ways. Before, you know, we've actually had this is not here, but I actually had a client like <laughs> they, they were doing well. They would talk about you know. Um, uh, disgruntled employees, yeah. disgruntled, you know, romantic partners. And they actually had a, a client once where they had the secure zone, the lockdown zone behind the receptionist. And so we were like, well, where's she going? Right. <laughs> where's the protection? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need somebody to stop her. No, but the, the, these these conversations do come up. And, you yeah. know, and, and for, you know, um, embassies for years have had to think, you know, the buildings that have more security issues. Um, banks we've done i've done safe rooms for you know executives i mean i think it's 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 a constant conversation and some people even have safety consultants that'll go through your drawings and what locks when it doesn't lock when can you control where you go and um i've done bulletproof glass in offices and things like that you know it just because yeah. it's not just schools and everything else and it, you yeah. need to plan for it and it just depends on your what your clients think is their own personal risk and what how they want to mitigate that Right, and I, I think because I don't want people to think what I've been seeing, like I said online, is people trying to blame how the buildings were designed or how they were set up, and right. it's like that's not the issue. Yeah, like that that no. But I just want to know if you kind of felt that energy yeah. at all, and you know, with a lot of places, I know they're going to be demolishing Rob Elementary, which is where Uvalde um, happened a few weeks ago, um, and then they obviously got rid of Pulse, the nightclub. So it's very interesting how they're trying to do everything but the right thing. It's like. <laughs> To, to fix the issue. No, it's true. No, it, it's it's very true. You know, I and I grew up in Colorado, and yeah. Columbine was one of my competing high schools. So yeah. there quite a bit. You know, I mean, it's just like, so it's been ever present. But it's it's true. Like it's and it's always going to be if you're going to have if you're going to have guns in sight, it's going to be a symptom of it because yeah. you're. So until you like better control that, you know, I mean, you can always. People always tell you like, do you solve it for at the end? You know. Yeah more police officers, more uh, military protection, more gun, mm. or you can start attacking the source, right? So. Well, that's what I was going to ask, right. how you felt about Pride. You know, it's coming up, obviously, uh, here in New York, the big celebration, and people are starting to wonder, like, will a Pride celebration be targeted next? As we're seeing, you know, black people in a grocery store in Buffalo, we're seeing students in elementary who are uh, predominantly Latino. Like, what is? what would you say to people who are going to be in buildings or locations, should they try to find the exit route? Like, how would that, how would you feel about that? Well, I, similar, I mean, you know, also living in New York, right, yeah. Ter in some ways terrorism is not new. I think right. it's, yeah. it's a lot yeah, about, it's, right. you know, just like, you know, my, like my mom taught me when you get an airplane, you know, figure out where the exits are, mm -hmm. and figure right. out how to do all your counts. I mean, I think you just need to, as a 
participant, you, you can't shy away. You just need to be aware. Right. Right. Um, um, and you just need to be aware of your surroundings and what's happening and communicate if you, if you're concerned or see something, I think, you know, what else can we do? Cause I think we need to march forward and, you know, continue to advocate for policies that make for a safer environment. Very that. Yeah. Yes. I was saying to the, a friend of the pod earlier, uh, a couple days ago about, Oh, I don't know if I want to go because of everything that's going on and I was like well that's fine but me I'm gonna turn up <laughs> and it's just like I'm not gonna let the fear stop me from living loud proud and who I want to be Amen. but at the same time you know you just gotta be aware and yeah. just be smart about what you're doing and you know know where the exits are and that's sad that we have to yeah I mean I was talking to the, to the boys and I was just like should we come up with a plan like this weekend like if something yeah. happens like some kind of text chain or like who like you know yeah. something we did one similar uh, for a, we were doing a Black Lives Matter march mm-hmm. um, and they were like putting um, the names and numbers on our elbows I mean on our wrists to make sure that we can find out like where everyone is if someone gets arrested legal support like, legal support mm-hmm. like, I think sure. it's important to do that just to make sure you know where everyone is because I feel in those situations people disperse and people are you know going crazy but do you think you know going back to the police do you think that's something that they should be regulating who do you think should be there to regulate for the people if not the people themselves well I think it, you know, it, it, it shows a city support for its yeah. uh for its citizenry, you know, like yeah. I think the city should show equal support for that as every as any other special interest parade, right? Yeah. You know, like the the magic of New York is that we all come together and we all have diverse opinions and we're able to speak in this way. And clearly, yeah. they called a pride celebration for a reason. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully, like we can celebrate near equality in the, in the city. And I think, yeah, they should actually, for the city's sake, really, should also very much make sure that's a safe and happy environment for all. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I think it's government's responsibility to ensure that. Yeah. as much we'll as they can. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to design, um, it, my ears perked up when you said you like designed um, a, a panic room. I, that's so interesting to me. So what has been one of like the most interesting or unique things that you have designed or projects you've worked on? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I did... Uh, there was really like uh, underwater spinning was really popular for a while. Underwater so for a, spinning? Yeah. Well, it was, it was a niche athletic moment for okay. a while. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Was say, putting a basement or putting a pool in the in the basement down in the village with like a so they could submerge uh, Peloton esque bikes in it so you could do spinning underwater. That was huh. Uh-huh. okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, I would give out like the Sonic. Remember the Sonic game where the bubbles start going? I'd give out. Three pumps, so, <laughs> right. so I wouldn't be much help there. Mm. Yeah. So that leads me to think, like, do you have like an oxygen tank? Is it <laughs> no, or no? Or you, you're three quarter up. Yeah, got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Listen, I'm, honestly, in my mind, I was like, are they diving? Like, like I don't. Yeah, I, all I saw was them underwater. Though. Right. Just, just like, like right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's why we're not a designer because we <laughs> right. thought we were underwater. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why you looked at us and you're like, no, we're like, what are you talking about? Um, You can answer this or you don't have to, but I just wanted, I'm messy. So is there like any, like, you don't have to say names, but a a certain client or, you know, anybody that you just had such a difficult time working with? Oh, this is 2020. You do, you do have to answer. So let's go. Oh no! Well, so I'll 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 keep you know I'll keep Perkins a little clean, right? So I guess in the in the well, no, in the past there were just uh, people who just um, either don't respect what you do or mm-hmm. uh, 
they know you can't get there, but they want to challenge it. They want something they know they can't afford, and they're going to pull you through the ringer, and they're going to make like no more, 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 and you know that's going to get pulled out later, and you know that, but they're just they're either not listening to you or just really basically taking you down a road that you know won't work mm. and they know it right mm. you know or but on to or people that just think they know it but you know the disgruntled designer client is always the worst if i'm being yeah. honest like so so they get in there and they think that they're still designing the project right and they won't give you the enough room to really do it forward so i don't have any f- true fun war stories that i can share <laughs> with you, no 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 right 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 you were just being messy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Adam is the messy one on the podcast. Right. Um, I'm all about a call out. Right. Call yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thinking about a dream building you want to design or dream home, whatever. Like, what is the, your next big project that you want it to be? Not saying you're leaving Perkins and Will, y'all are safe, but what is your <laughs> next big project you want to do? Oh, personally? I mean, I do actually, I was talking to a colleague the other day, I would, I'm at that point in my life where I would start to think about how can I make that, like, dream home real, right? You know, like, Mm. build something for myself, and that would be a lot of fun, but, um, and, uh, but I also, uh, honestly, and I'm, maybe it's a geeky, like, political answer, right? But it's, uh, I, I really love the challenge of what we do, and half of what I love doing, especially in interiors, is we are, we're very close to the culture of our clients, and our culture of where our clients are going, and I am actually very, very excited for the next couple of years, regardless of what happens with the economy, because I'm excited to um, help answer the question, what happens post-pandemic? You know, how has this changed us all? How do we want to work together? And how do we want to design spaces that accommodate that and support that? So... um, my next project is is literally like the next one that comes around the corner, right? You know, what what challenge are you having? How can we take you through that? And like, what are we going to get to learn from you that we can then take forward ourselves? So that's I, it's a, a little Pollyannish of an answer, but I do, no, I love that. But I do always love that that just the next one around the corner because it is because we're constantly changing how we right. work and how we live, and then being able to be a part of those discussions is really great. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I had a, I must take your messy badge. Um, is there a design that you've seen another designer do, not like maybe a famous designer, whoever, and you're like, I don't like that, and that's ugly. I could do that better. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. No, not here, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take you on a walk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is ugly. This is stupid. <laughs> well, there's plenty of, I mean, it, it, it design's a subjective thing, and it's just, um, and you can in the subjective part, but I just really hate messy, messy work. You know, when, yeah. mm-hmm. when things don't line up or materials just don't need to be there, or when they're inappropriately placed. I mean, and it's, you see so much of it around because out of laziness or budgets or whatever else. Yeah. But um, you know, good design doesn't have to be expensive. It's just you need to mm-hmm. pay attention and just do it right. And it's when it's done sloppy that it's just really unfortunate. And you see way too much of it in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I hear that. Uh-huh. Does your like design love like bleed into your personal life like I, I love to decorate and like all the, bring that up. all the seasons like and when it's Christmas it's Christmas when it's fall it's like fall through up in our apartment so do you like to like decorate for the seasons or is like you know you leave work at work and then when you're home you do other stuff oh no well I mean and I and I date date for 15 years another designer so it's like it's design discussion right Mm. all the time and so we do I would say we have a fairly curated house and home but it's it's I'm fortunate too I'm a little bit messier and he's definitely a purger and a minimalist Mm. which makes things good so it's (laughs) so when it just comes up so like either we'll decorate for Christmas or we're not decorating for Christmas like it's like it's there's no halfway there's no in between so there have been design fights in their house (laughs) design fights design war 
serious now. Yes. I prefer to draw lines like was it like uh, strong fences make happy neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. So like we we just we 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 define which areas we get control in, and then mm-hmm. and then they, we keep it going from there. Well, us okay, boys right. have no control in our house. It's all Ashley. Yeah, it's all Ashley. Sorry. Because <laughs> I, I used, like, do this I used to be a crazy this. decorator, and I didn't do it, especially for the holidays. But then turn around and we throw a Christmas party, and Sean's like. Uh, stapling together 7,500 loops of construction paper so we could drape it around the country. You know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right, right. No, like if you're going to do it, go all out. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get some tips because we need some more decorating done in our house. Oh, we right. probably don't. I'm like, a, I feel like a baby hoarder. Like, Level one, like I can't, I couldn't be on the show, but like you know, I just like yeah, we you need more time. They would take your application for sure. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's 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 organized ish. Yeah. It, it's true. Is it labeled in tubs? No, it is. It, it is, is in tubs. tubs. It is in tubs. It is in tubs. Yeah, they are stacked up, <laughs> but it is in tubs. Hey, it's. It's stacked. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working on it. It has been so nice having yeah. you here today. Like, we really... Well, you actually, you had us here today. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, Perkins and Will, New York. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, no, friends. So let our listeners know where they can find you on social media. If you're on social media, where they can find you. Yeah. Where, where can people find Well, certainly Perkins of Will New York has its own Instagram, um, you know, and and LinkedIn page, I think, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, um, you know, and, and I'm the same. I actually have uh, Brent Coffee Hours on Instagram, which I'm uh, just be commenting on coffee shops I go around in the around the world. I mean, that's it. I love I coffee. Love so yeah, in other words, I don't pretend to know how to roast beans or what's, what makes a whatever whatever. It's just all about the environment and the social quality of it being wow. around coffee so there's I that love one that. in and addition to my own service. Right. I love that well, we should definitely I'll go for coffee I'll have hot chocolate but we can definitely go for coffee here in the city and then we can talk about some of the interior designs because there's a Starbucks uptown that like has these weird pillows and a seat but like there's not enough room to sit so I think it shouldn't be there but we should talk about that <laughs> you're going to get him on that yeah 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 we're going to get you on that cool. <laughs> excellent thank you love it great well thanks for coming by thank, thank you, you so much <laughs>